Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the forgotten origins of fairy tales. The podcast where I look into the truth behind our best-loved children's stories. This week, we're back in the Disney archives, looking into a story that has somehow been turned into a beacon of feminism. This week is all about Beauty and the Beast. As always, here's a brief summary of the story, but I should point out that this is the summary of the fairy tale, not the Disney film. Though they're similar, there are a few key differences, which I'll get into later. The fairy tale of Beauty and the Beast starts with a young girl who lived with her father and two sisters. They lived a good life in a big house, but due to some unfortunate events, her father lost all his money. They were forced to move into a smaller house, and the two older sisters kept on grieving for their former life, But Beauty kept her sadness to herself and tried her best to help her father. One day, though, her father found out there was a slight chance he could get back part of his fortune when one of his ships was spotted offshore. And the two older sisters started to demand all sorts of things. But Beauty just wanted her father to come back safe. Eventually, though, he convinced her to ask for one thing on his return. And that was a single rose. After returning from the ship, though, the father got lost in the forest and wandered into a castle where he stayed for the night. And as he was getting ready to leave in the morning, he saw a beautiful rose bush and remembering his youngest daughter's request, picked one. But in that moment, a beast appeared out of nowhere and caught him by the throat. And as the father begged for his life, he said that the rose was only for his daughter. And then the beast suddenly let him go, under the condition that he send his youngest daughter to him. And on his way home, the father didn't want to tell Beauty what had happened. He wanted to hide her away forever. But she found out and accepted to go to the castle. And when they arrived, the beast asked whether the girl had come at her by her own will, and both of them confirmed that she had. The beast then banished the father and told him never to come back again. And after the initial days of sadness and longing, Beauty's life was pleasant. She had her own room and she was served, And the beast and her got to know each other more and more every day and became firm friends. But even with this growing friendship, Beauty started to miss her father 
and on hearing that he was ill, begged the beast to let her go home and see him one last time. Reluctantly, the beast agreed, under the condition that she come back in two weeks' time. But while she was taking care of her father, the time flew by and she lost track. Eventually, she ran back to the castle and found the beast dying in his bed. Devastated, she wept over his dying body and confessed loudly that she loved him. The beast then disappeared and in his place was a handsome young prince. He explained that when he was young, a witch had enchanted him and turned him into a hideous monster, and he would only be transformed back if a beautiful girl told him she loved him. And after that, a magnificent wedding was held for the two, and they both lived happily ever after. So just with Snow White, the modern version of Beauty and the Beast we know and love today was actually based on real-life people. I know that's hard to believe, but it actually was. Granted, there's no curse involved, but the inspiration behind the character of the beast was a Frenchman called Petrus Gonzalves. Gonzalves was born with a medical condition we know today as hypertrichosis and causes abnormal hair growth all over the body. Gonzalves was born in 1537 in Tenerife off the coast of West Africa and at a young age he was singled out as different and subhuman. Many believed that he was cursed and made the sign of the cross if they ever crossed the child's path. Others though were fascinated by him and he was eventually captured and put into an iron cage and for food he was given raw meat and animal feed. And then he was given as a gift to King Henry II of France in 1547, at only 10 years old. Fortunately, though, King Henry II didn't see Gonzalves as a freak that should be kept in a cage. The king saw him as timid and gentle and decided to try an experiment. He would attempt to educate and transform him into a gentleman, The boy was given clothes and cooked meals. He was taught to speak, read and write, not just one language, but three, receiving the education of a nobleman. And the royal court was impressed with his social status and education, but most of them still saw him as a creature rather than a man. Sadly, though, the king died in 1558, which left Gonzalves under the protection of his late widow, Now, she had her own experiment that she wanted to try. She wanted to see that if the wolf man, as she called him, married a beautiful girl, would they have beautiful children or would they produce little beasts? So she arranged for him to marry one of her maids, the beautiful 18-year-old Catherine. Now, the two met for the first time on their wedding day. But according to accounts, they actually really grew to love each other and went on to have seven children, four of whom sadly suffered from the same condition as their father. But this delighted the Queen as she believed that she'd created what she called a wild family. 
but their story sadly has a very unhappy ending. The family was sold to Duke Ranucchio Farnes of Parma, Italy, and he ruthlessly sold off the four children with the condition to wealthy families around the world who basically just wanted them for entertainment purposes. And when he died in 1619, Gonzalves wasn't even given any kind of burial because there was no priest who would perform a Christian ceremony on his body. So this intriguing true story of Gonzalves and Catherine was then picked up by a French novelist, Gabrielle Suzanne de Villeneuve. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but I don't know. Sorry if I'm not. In 1740. And although we would recognise this original version today, it was a proper huge novel entitled The Young American and the Marine Tales, in which the story of the beautiful girl and the beast was only really a subplot. But the main differences from the modern day version I summarised at the beginning of the podcast are that one, instead of three daughters, the merchant has 12 children, six daughters and six sons, of which Belle is the youngest. Two, instead of intelligent and well-educated, the beast is really stupid. And three, Instead of asking Belle to marry him, the Beast asks her night after night to have sex with him. So we can kind of see why Disney didn't want to revive that part of the original. Then in the 1750s, author Jeanine-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont rewrote and condensed the work and turned it into the tale we know today. This, again, is the version I told at the beginning, and those of you who know the Disney film well will notice that there are a few fundamental characters missing. For one, there's no sign of Lumiere and Cogsworth. In fact, there's no sign of any enchanted pieces of furniture. And that's because in the original, the Beast lives a lonely and joyless existence, much like Gonzalves before he was introduced to Catherine. But perhaps the most obvious character Disney introduced was Gaston, the sexist villain who attempts to charm and marry Belle. Maybe he was introduced to replace the two evil stepsisters? Well, Belle needed a reason to stay longer at home and Gaston trapping her established that part of the narrative. I mean, and the character of Gaston also created the perfect Disney fight scene, which is completely absent in the fairy tale. So maybe he was just introduced to create a villain. But the introduction of a misogynistic, obnoxious villain turned Belle into a feminist heroine overnight who wants to go down her own path in life and make her own choices. Options that definitely weren't open to Catherine, the original model for Belle. So that's all for this week. I hope you found it interesting. Next week, we're taking a plunge with the princess and the frog. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please check out my Instagram page, Forgotten Origins Podcast. That's all one word, Forgotten Origins Podcast, where I post new content every week, including updates on the upcoming merchandise, which is going to be released soon. 
And lastly, please recommend this podcast to any friends and family you think might also enjoy it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.